Hello everyone, thank you for joining our webinar this afternoon. Um, today we're talking about the new job support scheme that's coming um, into force next month. Our speakers today are Chanel Webb, our Payroll Bureau Manager, and Anne Bibby, our tax partner. We will be taking questions at the end, so if you would like to ask anything, just pop it into the Q&A box at the bottom of your screen. We'll also be sending the slides around later this afternoon. So for now, I'll pass to Anne. Thank you, Claire. Good afternoon, everyone, and thanks for joining us this afternoon to talk about the Job Support Scheme. Well, it's been a turbulent seven months with COVID for employees and employers with various reliefs from the government, none of which have been simple, and it looks like we're in for another turbulent six months. So we thought it'd be useful to run through the new Job Support Scheme. So I'll hand over now to Chanel. Hi, everyone. So the... Job support scheme is completely different to the job retention scheme. Um, the job retention scheme was to support all businesses that were impacted by COVID because of lockdown. However, the job support scheme has been designed to support viable businesses that are facing lower re revenue due to COVID-19 and need that slightly bit more time to recover. Um, the scheme goes live on the 1st of November um, this year and will last for approximately six months. The aim of the scheme is to cover 33, um, to cover 77% of the employees' wages, um, and which is broken down between a share of the employer, the government, and actually the employee taking a um, cut in their wages over this period. Um, so who's eligible to be able to claim from the scheme it all falls into um, employers um, that have a PAYE scheme and a UK bank account. Um, doesn't matter if they've had to, they've not claimed the job retention scheme before um, because they, they were working through lockdown. Um, large businesses, however, will have to meet financial criteria. The assessment is yet to be laid out on what that looks like. Um, hopefully we'll see more about that in the coming weeks, um, but they're not expecting large employers, if they are accessing the job support scheme, to be um, making you know, capital distributions or um, making any dividend payments and things like that. So it, it is really important that large employers do um, think carefully before um, going forward for, um, and applying the scheme. All employees um, must have been on the payroll before the 23rd of September. Um, that, and again, there is that gap that was we had with the furlough scheme. So any new starters that started after the 23rd of September and you didn't submit your RTI until the end of the month, which is usual, um, may mean that they're not eligible for the scheme um, and won't be paid, um, or at least not be through the grant. Um, for the first three months, all employees must work up to 33% of their current contracted hours. Now, the government are going to be looking at this again in three months' time, and that 33% may be increased. Um, I'm just, we can only assume that will be dependent on what things look like um, and the impact um, the restrictions are going to be having on employers. 
that um, employers may come on and off the scheme, which is um, great and a lot less restrictive than the job retention scheme. Uh, they must be on the scheme though for at least a seven day period minimum. Um, but you, depending on how your business is doing, the time of year, especially with Christmas coming up, you can um, move your staff um, onto the job support scheme um, that suits your business needs. Um, the grant, the way it actually works and what it actually covers is an employee, um, and there's an example on screen, um, must work 33% of their current contracted hours. Uh, the employer must then cover a third of the unworked hours. So that's not a third of the salary, that is a third of the unworked contracted hours. The government will pay a third and the employee is accepting a third less of their unworked hours. Um, and you and it is a negotiation with employees. The employee must accept it, which is going to be probably difficult, but then um, for employers, but then you could only have the option of facing redundancy. So that is a conversation you do need to have with staff if you're looking at putting them on the new job support scheme. There is a cap on the grant. Um, and that cap is £697.92 a month. Um, anything more than that, the government won't cover. Um, grant payments, which will, will impact some businesses, um, will be made in arrears following the RTI submission and the payment to the employee. So the employers are expected to pay that 77% before the um, before the government will issue the grant. The grant also doesn't cover national insurance or pension. The employers are expected to cover that cost as well. Um, employers will not be able to top up wages to full pay. The government aren't expecting to see top ups. Now, it doesn't completely say no, however, it does. However, it's saying it's not expected. Um, that means that it could be flagged for employers. It could be flagged for employers as red flags of HMRC. So please, apologies for this, please consider carefully um, when you're um, thinking about topping up your staff, it, you could become exempt from the scheme. Employees also, while um, being made on this scheme, cannot be made redundant or cannot be put on notice of redundancy during um, the period the employer is claiming the grant. So unlike the furlough scheme, employers could put employees under redundancy and still claim furlough. This isn't, um, you're not able to do this because it is just to support employers while they're returning, um, while, while their income is reduced. So the main principles of the job support scheme. Um, the, so there is now an extension to the job support scheme. Um, and this extension is because of the new tier system that's come into place. Um, it 
it works exactly the same as the job support scheme. The same rules apply apart from the government will pay two thirds of the employee's wages rather than the third in the job support scheme. And the cap is up to a maximum of 2,100. There are not much differences outside of those three points to the job support scheme. So that will include top ups, that will include redundancies and things like that um, going forward. So knowing how you're going to claim is actually quite difficult. So we've come up with scenarios that may be able to help. So I'm going to pass you over to Anne. Thank you, Chanel. So as Chanel's pointed out, it's not easy to work your way through all of this. So we thought it'd be useful to put some client situations in front of you to understand how the different situations may affect how things are done. So Chanel, in the first one, I've got a client that's based in Liverpool and runs a chain of wine bars. How will the new support scheme affect that client? So currently Liverpool's in tier three, Anne. So what that means is that unfortunately that business would have to close. They don't serve main meals. So under the new scheme, um, the new tiering system, that they would be required to close. They would, however, be able to claim on the extended job support scheme, meaning that they could have the employees' wages would be covered up to 67%. Um, would they top up the extra third employee wages? As it stands and under the job support scheme, they wouldn't be able to top, top that up. The government aren't expecting to see top ups on people's salaries. But is that under the, as you said, the extension one? Is that 2,100 yes. rather than the 600? Yes. So they would get 2,100 um, as a cap. Okay. Yeah. Then if I have a situation where I have a client that's based in Manchester, yeah. but and under current tier system, um, maybe not tomorrow, <laughs> but uh, their empl a lot of their employees commuting from Liverpool. It does the same apply to them? So this is a more complicated situation. Um, you've got one area that is allowed to travel. Um, you've got another area that is has been restricted to travel. Uh, so HMRC have not released all of the fundamental guidelines, but the assumption we can make is that employee um, cannot physically work. Um, they would be under risk of redundancy, which would allow that particular employer to claim under the extended job support okay. scheme, getting the 60%. However, we are still waiting for those final details um, to come out from HMRC. So we would need to have a look at further guidance as and when it comes out. But there, there appears to be no real reason why that, that employee wouldn't fall under the scheme. Okay. And a bit closer to home for me. What about if I live in Birmingham and I also work in Birmingham and they're currently under tier two, how would things affect me? So tier two, uh, all businesses are still open. Um, and so then you would be able, if the business was suffering because of the closures at closing at 10 p.m. or just through the trade um, reducing, you would be able to claim on the job support scheme but not the extended one so you your employer the employer would be expected then to pay to cover a third of the unworked hours um, and claim the grant for the other third okay 
that's reassuring. Um, what about in the situation where I've got a client, they're based in London and uh, their business was all about wedding facilitation and their business model needs at least 400 guests to make it a viable business for them. Um, they closed down at the beginning of March when lockdown happened and they haven't reopened because there's no weddings of that size happening in the current climate. Would they be able to benefit from the job support scheme? Unfortunately, and these businesses are the worst affected by um, COVID and um, all of the tiering, then they will not be eligible for the new job support scheme because their model, um, as, as you said, isn't viable and the support scheme is about viable businesses. And unless their staff return to work, for a minimum of 30 hours, unfortunately, there will be no support out there currently for them. Okay, thank you. Um, and what about where the employer can pay the employee for doing the third of their hours that they're expected to do, but haven't got enough cash flow to actually pay the government's contribution until they receive the money back from the government? Again, this is really, really, an you know, terrible situation for businesses to be in. And I think lots of businesses are going to be facing this situation. And uh, they won't have, um, they won't be able to apply for the grant until they have paid the employee and they've submitted their RTI to HMRC. Uh, so again, the employers need to think about, actually, is this scheme for me? Can I afford to continue to run with the support of this scheme? So I guess in this instance, then cash flow really is key and mm -hmm. making sure that you can afford to pay the contribution the government are paying before you claim it back. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, it, it, it is imperative. Um, we're seeing now lots of um, fraud cases coming on with the furlough scheme. Yeah. Um, it will become much more clearer on this. There's a lot more restrictions to it. Um, so, you know, going head on into making promises um, is going to be quite dangerous, I think, for employers. So think carefully before. As you say, you've seen um, HMRC are now looking at fraud cases, and I think a number of the larger employers have actually repaid some of their furlough yes. claims, haven't they? Yeah. So if you have this situation where you can pay for the third, but no more, um, you wouldn't um, encourage people to try and get people to accept or confirm that they've been paid when they haven't actually been paid, would you? Absolutely not, because um, the whole RTI system, universal credit system, all of those things are linked. The impact employers could have on their staff are going to be absolutely horrendous. Um, so, you know, you're risking your staff's livelihood and the, the fines that are going to be involved in prison sentences for some employees um, who have actively um, fraudulently made claims um, is uh, not worth the risk. So, in essence, then, it, it appears good that it, it is supporting people yeah. where they need support, but uh, cash flow and monitoring cash flow to make sure that you can make the commitments on your side is crucial. It's essential. And checking that your business falls into that criteria rather than assuming. And on the link, we've um, got a postcode checker so you can check what your business falls into before making any, or making any decisions and claims. So I guess that postcode checker is quite useful, isn't it? Because 
I can be living in Worcestershire, but then I'm under a Solihull council and different things like that. So where you actually think you live might actually be where you are yeah. for COVID, is that? Yeah, absolutely, because the boundaries and the county lines and what shire you fall into, um, you know, uh, even where we are now, Oxford is on its own, and but we fall into Cherwell. So, you know, that, that line is, is really blurred. So it's important you check. Okay, that's great. Thank you for explaining that. Okay. Hopefully it's clear to people. Excellent. Thank you, Anne. So, as I said, there is a um, place for you, for you to check. Go on and have a look at where your business is currently sitting now so that you can make um, choices going forward um, and have a look. And I'm now going to pass over to Anne for the other things that were introduced as part of the new scheme. Like we've established, I think cash flow is king still throughout this COVID period of uncertainty. So the government did announce that in addition to the job support scheme, that they would be issuing grants of up to £3,000 per month for businesses, depending on the size of the business, to help support them. Um, this will be based on the rateable value of the business, and so uh, we can help with that if anybody's got any queries. In addition, whilst we're talking about job support scheme, there is some help for the self-employed. It's not a similar scheme, but there is time to pay arrangements if you've missed your July payment on account, which HMRC encourage people to do, but you've got a bigger bill in January 2021. They appreciate that uh, as the lockdown is continuing for, for many pe people in the country, that uh, paying a big bill in January might not be a possibility so you can speak to HMRC and make arrangements for time to pay. It won't be automatic like the July 20 payment on account. You do have to speak to them and arrange for making time to pay and unfortunately they will charge interest on the late payments at the moment. However, if more people go into tier three they may change their minds on this. So that's an overview of the job support scheme and the other announcements that were made last week regarding COVID support for businesses. Has anyone got any questions, Claire? Thanks, Anne. Um, yeah, we've had a couple of questions with regards to the wedding caterer scenario that you mentioned. Um, so uh, one of them is, if in regards to the, the, the caterer, if a tier three comes into place in London, would they be able to apply for the job support um, the job support scheme? So if tier three came in, then they would be eligible for it. However, I mean, London, you know, in all reality, London looks like it, unless things change, um, tier three um, won't be far away. Um, but it's how long you can unpay your staff for um, before going into tier three, before having to think about redundancies. Um, because you can't just not pay your staff while waiting to go into tier three. So as it stands, where is the business now and how much can they afford to cover the whole salaries up until, you know, that tier three situation happens? But effectively, yes, if they went into tier three tomorrow, then or before the first of November, then absolutely they could apply for the extended scheme. So they have to bring their employees back, though, even if they would have them on furlough full time. 
more for the job support scheme. Yeah. So if they if they're shut, then and they haven't come back, um, they're shut anyway. They wouldn't be able to function. Um, so it, they would just move them from one scheme to another. So mm -hmm. that's. So they don't have to bring them back. No, no. So, but that would need to happen before the first of November. Uh, after that, you've either got to pay your staff full pay, renegotiate contracting hours, um, depending on. Um, it may lead to having to go into consultation. There's lots of other HR issues around decisions for companies to make um, if you know they, they've still got their staff on full furlough. Okay, thank you. And then another question related to the same um, topic is if a wedding centre um, has weddings that have been delayed until next year, so they're, they're still having them planned, but they've been delayed. Um, so the deposits have been taken um, and the plan is the business will be able to function next year. Would they be able to put their staff on this? So if they're not in a tier three area, uh, they... And if, and if their staff aren't working a third of their contracted hours, then no, um, they, they wouldn't be eligible for the, for the scheme. Um, the, business, uh, the business model um, would be not viable in the current climate. Um, so hence they wouldn't be able, unfortunately, to um, be eligible for, for the scheme. Okay, thank you, Chanel. That was all the questions we had today. Um, if you do have any other questions you would like to ask Anne and Chanel, then please do get in contact with us. We'll be sending the slides around later this afternoon um, and all the contact details are on there. But thank you for joining us and we hope to see you soon. Thank you. Bye. Bye.